If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to We Say Things, episode 32. Suns fan here with Cinder and as per norm, but today... We have a very special guest gracing us with her presence is Sheever. Fuck Yay. Cinderin. How's it going, Sheever? <laughs> okay. It's going pretty well. It's going pretty well here. I'm having a good time and try not to think too much about my lost Dota games. How are you, Sin? I, yeah, thanks. I love that you didn't say anything, Russia. Fuck you, Sin. Yeah, <laughs> That's how we do things here. Cinderin, uh, how are you? I'm good too. Good. I went four and one today in Dota. So oh, I did wow. a reverse Sheever, I guess. Welcome yeah, to the podcast. Did. I went five and one, but then the other way oh. around. Oh, that's too <laughs> You thought you were really five. disappointed in that one loss. Just like, that doesn't make up for five wins. So for those that haven't uh, watched or listened to our other podcasts with guests, we do we kind of switch things up and we do like more interview style. So, But before we do that, Shiver, I want to try something yes. new, if you don't mind. Oh, uh, sure, go A for rapid it. fire. It's only three things. Rapid fire. Okay. okay you have to answer one or the other. Okay. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Yes. This is very serious business. Okay. 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 No Horse or donkey? Horse. Batman, Iron Man? Iron Man. Cake or pie? Cake. Okay. You got two out of three right. That's that's good. What do you mean right? There's no right no, and there, wrong in that. There's one. a right one. So I guess know. I should have said Batman. That's correct. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Iron Man is the new. He's actually just Batman. Let's be real. Yeah, that's okay. true. But the reason I went for Iron Man is because Batman hides in a cave and is being basically a rich coward, while yeah. Iron Man is actually out there and putting himself out there and letting everybody know that he's there, which puts the target on his back, which is great, actually. So you know, I'm thinking he's more man of the people than Batman is. Wow, that's... but they're both loaded. They are both they loaded. They are both loaded. I, I've, got, see, I've got one more, Shannon, okay? Can I do one sure. more rapid fire? Okay, yes. tomato or Brussels sprouts? Tomato. Okay, good choice. Everyone yeah, would good. say that for the most part. Except okay? you. Yeah, except I'm not <laughs> everyone, Sindarin, okay? We don't need to get into this. Somebody right. had to do it, okay? Shiver, let's get started with your life. Are you ready to talk about your uh, life? I am <laughs> not so sure because I thought, you know, I just join a podcast, talk about some random topics. <laughs> Yeah, I should mention I, I invited Sheever, <laughs> and she had no idea how we did our inner, or like our guest segments. So I told her literally ten minutes prior to this that, oh, this is an interview with you. By the way, I should have mentioned that. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's too polite to cancel now. So you're you're stuck here with us. <laughs> I'm she, here. All right. Uh, what do you want to know? Well, let's My start life with your early is an life. Open book. Right. I, I, that's the beauty. That so that's the thing I want to talk about at some point as well. Your transparency is. Uh, it's not as common as people would think within the esports scene, but we'll get to that later. So tell us where you grew up, what your life was like early on, just okay. as a young girl. I, um, I am a child of a family with four kids in total. I have one older brother. 
and an older sister and a younger sister. And we we're all two years apart. And so I'm the, I'm the third. And I grew up in a little town, small village. Well, I guess you still call it a town, not a village, I guess. Um, and my life was pretty ordinary, I'd say. Yeah, we have a dog. Still have a different <laughs> dog now, but... Um, went to school did quite okay in school i mean i, I was uh i was the third in a row like the the third kid so nothing i did was new so i did basically everything that my brother and sister already done as well and i did them about the same quality sometimes better but they were also pretty smart so we did a, we did things about the same way and yeah, it's like, what else do you want to know about that part of my life? Yeah, what do you want to uh, know, Shannon? I, hey, it's What's just wrong a generic question. Hey, some people it is have very some very question. specific uh, things that come to mind. You know, I don't know that if there's something like that. It's it's up to you. Yeah. No, my parents are still together. I mean, I can imagine that there's, a lot, there's also obviously a lot of people that have uh, families that are not together and so moving around. But we basically, uh, my parents lived in the same town uh, their whole lives. They still live there now. They did move when I was like... 14 i think something like that when i was in high school they moved mm -hmm. but within the same town uh so i could still go we all could go to the same schools still um so but yeah we we just grew up in in this one town what's the difference between a town and a village shiver i think a village is way smaller isn't it a village is, is like has one church it's the number of inhabitants i think yeah i think so so it goes from Vill village to town to city to city, to city. To metropolis. There's nothing in between. Metropolis. I would say hmm. there's nothing in between. Because we lived next to a city, but that city was one of the smallest cities in the country. But we were still smaller than that city because mm, we were a I town. See. Okay, that's cool. And now I must uh, say, every town in the Netherlands is way smaller than every town in the US. I can imagine. But we also have probably a lot more space in between our cities as well. Is that... Yes. I'm sure that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. I mean, Arizona, sure. everything is super far apart. It's just like California, yeah. I suppose. Uh, did you have any regular jobs before you got into the, the dotes scene? I did, actually. Um, so I did, the whole, I did the whole thing that you're supposed to do. So I, I went to school, then I went to high school, then I went to college, and I graduated. And then I, sp I started looking for a job. I found one like three months into searching i wasn't really searching that hard not gonna lie i was playing a lot of world of warcraft um and um, just like cinderin right now oh, <laughs> that's me right now i'm guy. also not finding a job <laughs> <laughs> uh no Goddamn i found bum. one and uh yeah i worked that job for two years and a couple months two and a half years something like that okay uh, before I decided to, well, it wasn't really my choice, uh, but I had all of a sudden a lot of extra time to spend on Dota team. And what about the like university and stuff? I I worked basically. I worked every like since I was old enough to hold a job. Since I was sixteen, I've worked all the time. And university was uh, the same. It's always next to studies, of course. I didn't have to pay for my own school stuff. Needed to be said, so I was. Uh, saving because i you, you, i did have to pay for my own rent um well apart from a portion that my parents paid for all their kids uh but yeah i worked next to my studies i did a lot of different jobs i did i, I at some point i had an internship at a job agency 
and this job agency also provided jobs for students. Mm. And I was a student, so I provided jobs for myself. And I Very had nice. found myself a job. Uh, There's no conflict of interest there, I'm sure. This, this <laughs> no. is a great arrangement. No, oh, Shannon, only... I worked a lot of jobs <laughs> before you listen. No, we, we um, so we, we like, there, there was this thing where you had to drive bus drivers from their station to the train station where they would get on their buses. Like there, there was, two, there was about, what was it? 10 minute drive or something like that. And they only wanted students and you could only work there like 26 weeks before they had to get a new student. Because if you work somewhere longer than 26 weeks, you had to, you have to offer them uh, a different contract. Like a full time thing or. Yeah, I think so. Or not okay. a full time, but you have to give them um confirmation that they will be able to work there longer and all of a sudden you get sick days and all that um uh, and they don't want to do that so i did also do those 26 weeks as a bus driver driver and then you hired your sister to do it and then you did it for another 26 no weeks. no interesting fact though every sibling went to a different city for studies i went to oh. the far north in the country which was about two hours out from my parents uh, my sister went to a city in the my younger sister went to a city in the middle of the city. My older sister went to a city on the coast, and my brother went to a different city on the coast. So we were actually completely spread. Uh, I was the furthest away from my parents' house, I think. Um, but yeah, that, I made the right choice, I think. So yeah, not really a lot of siblings that I could get jobs for. A lot of sorority friends that I tried for, but uh, nobody really wanted a job. So <laughs> wait, uh, okay. So I need did, to ask. did you mention what you graduated? Did you say uh, that earlier? No, commercial economics. Okay. So that's commercial like commercial um, economics. Yeah. Mm. So it's a little bit of a so lot. Money of about money. It's about marketing and business, basically. Okay. And then a little bit of a lot of things, which basically means that when you're looking for a job, you cannot search for anything specific because your study is not specific enough to search for anything specific. Um, but you can do a lot of different things that are not super... It's, it's very vague, but you can do a lot of things, I guess. Okay. What's a sorority girl like in, um, just in the Netherlands? It's very different from the ne in the Netherlands than it is from uh, America. So everybody has seen so. those movies with like the Greek system and all that. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing in the Netherlands. Uh, sororities in the Netherlands are normally part of a bigger student group, student organization, I should say. And you normally join this student organization when you're in your first year of studies, sometimes second year, depends. Um, then you form a group with a couple of people that join in the same year as you. And then there are also sororities, which are, or fraternities, if you're a guy, because it's mixed. Um, and then the sororities and fraternities are not mixed, but they are a couple of people from each year. So like three, four people per year that join the sorority so that the sorority will always stay there. However, when I joined, because you got to get invited to the sorority and I didn't get invited to any sorority, which was very sad. Uh, however, oh. there were a couple of friends that also weren't invited to a sorority and we decided to form one and we did. <laughs> uh, nice. So we founded a sorority uh, did all the requirements we had to organize parties and we had to do like um like write down everything that we were going to do and be all like official and whatnot and uh we successfully did so so now there is a sorority that is existing for the rest of that student organization's live 
forever, hopefully then. And they, so you have a yeah, legacy now. now. Like, yeah, we're now like 50 girls strong or something like that. Wow, that's really cool. cool. And Very we started nice. with seven. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sounds totally different than the U.S. <clears throat> U.S., uh, yeah. I don't know how, again, this is different culture completely, but I just, first thing I think of with sorority girls is getting drunk, banging a lot of guys. That's kind of the norm in the U.S., I feel. At least, especially uh, well, in my state, ASU. Yeah, did you do that, Shiva? Did your sorority do that, Shiva? The getting drunk part is definitely very accurate because in the Netherlands, the legal drinking age is 18. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, yep. that is very different from, uh, from America as well. Um, oh, they still drink, though. But, yeah, I, I get oh, your I point. Um, the <laughs> sleeping with a lot of guys, for me personally, wasn't the, wasn't the case. Uh, for a large portion of my uh student life i was in a relationship so and i'm oh. not a i'm not a cheater that's a good clean shiver that's great to hear <laughs> yes. don't want to ruin your image here you know thank you uh okay moving on to uh gaming related stuff now Ooh, yeah. uh, speaking you, of you mentioned a cheater you mentioned i mean yes that we take that very i mean valve permabans people for that mm. uh what games did you play early on in life you mentioned world of warcraft there's anything before that yeah. Um, what got you hooked? So I don't really know what got me hooked, but I know that when I was when it was I was in second year of high school, I had a broken leg and I couldn't do anything all summer. But we just got a computer with Windows on it. And this oh. Windows PC, this was our first Windows PC, um had uh, SimCity 2000 on it. Oh my amazing. god, that game was so good. Holy it shit. It was really good. Like That was our mm. first Windows experience. Before that, uh, we also had a DOS PC, so we played like Lemmings and Snipes and Prince of Persia and all oh, kinds yes. of weird games that I have no idea what they're called. Uh, but Prince of Persia, I was actually so bad and my brother did it, but I couldn't get over one of the first <laughs> jumps. I don't know. It was so stupid. I jumped into <laughs> spikes a lot of the times. Um, but then the first game that I personally bought was GTA 2, I think. Oh, that okay. was a good game. Yeah, classic. Yeah. That was great. That's the top down view, right? It was very expensive right? at that time. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very expensive at that time as well. It was like, a, it was a hundred gulden. We didn't do gulden. Gulden. Um, Sounds like food. No, delicious holden. Like a, 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 mm. a guild, <laughs> gilden. I don't know, a gilded coin. Um, but it was a lot of money at the time because I wasn't like we didn't really get a lot of uh, pocket money. We got like, um, I think, twenty euros a m- or twenty holden per month. So it was like five months saving up for this one game uh, because I could only play the demo before that, and you can only play like. St- something like seven minutes or something stupid so i played a lot of the demo and then i finally bought it and i was so happy and obviously at some point i just left it and played other games (laughs) um i started playing world of warcraft because my younger sister played it and she started playing it because she was playing a lot with her friends uh she was playing mostly jazz jackrabbits and that was a german friend group that at some point we did also have warcraft 3 and Frozen Throne, and we'd already have like we're familiar with the campaign and uh, the story of all the the Warcraft lore and all that, and that was all very fun. That's all very interesting because that's pretty fun, uh, yeah. pretty fun stories. Uh, and she started playing World of Warcraft with those German friends, and she allowed me to make a character on her account. It was very sweet. Um, it was sweet because we were sharing a computer at the time. And everybody had an hour, so you could play one hour, and then the next person ah. was, and then play an hour, and then the next. So person. how did Good you do Deadmines, Shiver? How could you possibly do Deadmines in one hour? 
well, um, there was also times in the weekend where you could maybe get a little <laughs> bit longer. And sometimes, you're, oh, I just finished this quest. And to be honest, at the start, we didn't really do that many instances for that very uh, reason. And my sister actually did do instances because she was level 60 before I was. Like, I was never actually of the raiding uh I was a solo World of Warcraft player and she was a group World of Warcraft player. So the only thing I did with raiding in World of Warcraft at level 60 was I was playing my sister's druid for one thing because she had to go to the toilet and I had to only press one button and heal the whole time. <laughs> I just not move and just press nice. one button. Um, and basically, yeah, I didn't raid, but she did. And she then needed extra time at the computer when that was the case because obviously that takes priority for some reason but then at some point uh she got her own computer and then obviously i couldn't go on her account anymore which wasn't too bad because my dad also made an account on or made a character on her account rather really and he was very frustrated that he couldn't play anymore once my younger sister got her own computer so he made his own account and he only played when he was home from work and i was studying at the time so i played during the day and he played in the evening, and I was having fun with other things in the evening. So um, I made a character on his account, and I did that for a very long time. But then at some point, a Christmas holiday came around, and he wanted to play during the day, and I wanted to play during the day. And obviously, that, that couldn't happen. So I made my own account, finally, and then I started being a degenerate. like never Freedom! Freedom! <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't know Installing World of Warcraft on my student PC is probably one of the most questionable decisions I've done in my life. <laughs> hey, it sure. led you here, you know, to this terrible fucking podcast. So, yep. your dreams were it, was all it, was, worth it. it was absolutely a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a random question. Uh, did you, because this brings a memory of my own that I want to tell, but had were you ever a rager of any kind? Like, do you remember a moment in time? during gaming where you went like overboard in terms of rage yes doesn't have to be dota could be any game back in the no day. it was it was world of warcraft <laughs> <laughs> all right tell me about it there, okay there were two instances one was outside of the game my internet dropped out this was already when i was when i was living and working like full time my internet cut out or maybe it was when i was studying i don't know my internet cut out and i was i don't know i was so upset with something that obviously i cannot change mm -hmm. but I don't know. You then have this rage filled inside you because you have to be online. And that's when I, that's when I knew that I was very addicted uh, because it's very unreasonable the amount of rage you feel when that happens. So uh, that was one. And there was one in-game. I, uh, I was a raid leader at times as well. And I don't know. I just lost my patience. And I'm normally a very nice person, very considerate. But then I was very inconsiderate with one person <laughs> and it's a very nice way of saying it was it your sister or your dad no 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 i wasn't i was on different servers from both of them oh actually no my, my dad was, my dad was on the same server but he didn't raid he just oh, he went around with he his didn't hunter. want to play with you <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no i was on an i was on an english server and my younger sister is on a german server uh so we were already not uh at the same at the same server i don't think that would have worked either i think that w was a good call we made um you but my dad never factions made. and killed each other that would be great yes could have could have done that although i was not in a pvp server mm. i was in a pve server and so was she so so cinderin yeah. how about your rage story <laughs> what do you got for me which, buddy which one i don't know 
You're, well, if you had to pick one you're moment just in me your, on the spot. I don't know. Well, there's got to be some time in your life. I know you're a robot, but there had to be a time where you raged like way harder than you've ever raged before. There has to be one specific memory that comes to mind right now. If there's mm. not, you are literally a robot. Yeah, no. because if I can think of one, surely exactly. you can think of one too. There is a moment with a previous team, I think, but I don't really want to go into specifics with that, actually. Oh. Well, you don't have to. Um, you just mm. have to name but them. What I will tell you, I can, and... I can, I can, I can <laughs> just call them dog. Yeah. Uh, so we can, um, what we can do is I can explain or I can, how to say it. I'll talk about what gets me upset instead. Then, instead of a specific case, I can exp- you I can tell you what gets, me, the what gets me angry. Go yeah, ahead, I, change the, the rules. Only specific time, I, it's not even that good anyway. So, um, I know a lot of people rage in games when people play bad or whatever, and that's what really ticks them off. Especially in Dota, like if somebody mm. makes mistakes or whatever, that gets them angry. The thing that ticks me off, if I get angry, it's with people being unreasonable and just refusing to listen. Like if you're trying to lead a game or trying to communicate and make people play. And they actively do the opposite of you, or just completely ignore you. That mm-hmm. can that can get to me. Especially I do that if all the time with you. So the extra tick, if you really want to get me, Shannon, is that you ignore me or do the opposite, and then afterwards you blame me for doing the thing <laughs> I call. That's how you fucking get me. That's, so who that's, was it? That's the way. So huh? who was it? <laughs> so who was it? You're the guest shiver. You are the guest here. She's gonna take over as host me. now, buddy. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Well, I gotta go anyway. So, yeah. all right. The, the reason I asked that question because a memory came to mind that I don't think I've told on the podcast. It's, I find it quite hilarious, especially people that know me really well. Uh, back in the day, I was looking forward to a specific game coming out for months. And this, I'm an old man at this point. So not, not at that point I'm t- talking about, the point right now that I'm talking. So okay. you, you learn about this stuff through like magazines and stuff. You, the internet wasn't as uh, popping as it is now. Popping yes. is a terrible word, but let's just go with it. <laughs> The game was called Black and White. Have you guys heard of it? Oh, it's one of my favorite games of all time. I oh, I'm so I am so, so happy good. that you said that because I'm about to trash it. So, Black and White. I was so excited for this game. It finally gets released into the stores. You can't download it online or anything. You have to go to a physical store. And I'm like 14 or something like that, and I need my parents or somebody to drive me. And we have company over. I'm like Dad, please, I need to go get this game right now. I've been looking forward to literally like nine to ten months of just reading about this game. I cannot wait to beat, like spank that monkey, essentially. There's a monkey in the game that you can spank. That's not a okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so he's like, okay, we can get to it in like an hour or so. So I'm waiting patiently. Oh, God, please, please, God. I'm like a, a, a kid on, drug, on drugs, like a, an addict trying to get his fix. This game I've just been waiting for for so long. Finally, he says, I'm sorry, it's just too late. They're still over. And I walk away very silently. And I go punch a hole in the fucking wall. I literally punch a hole. Like, I'm like this, if you guys can see on video. Yeah. And I am shocked I'm in literal shock that my hand and arm go through the entire wall. And I'm just standing there looking at my parents' house. I'm just standing there looking at this hole for like five minutes, not understanding what to do. So I end up showing my dad. (laughs) He has to awkwardly escort the guests out of the house as they walk by this giant hole in the wall. (laughs) And believe it or not, I did not get grounded because I'm such a good... In my entire life, I've never done anything like aggressive like that ever i was just so so ragey over this game ended up buying it the next day 
and it fucking sucked ass. What a horrible Aww. fucking game, Black and White. That was. game is I know. one of my favorite games of all time. I'm, it's garbage, absolute it's garbage. Top ten, at least. Top. It's ten. So you bad. have some terrible taste. How Jesus. many games that have you game? played in total? Like is eleven. It a ten? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a really good game. I never tried the second one though. Black and White Two, I never tried. But why, Black and why White would you and never try the sequel to your favorite one of your favorite games of all time? Mm, the all of the feedback and the reviews and the gameplay that they showed was not nearly well, as positive as the, the reviews were terrible for the first game i mean the problem with black and white not to get into this game but it wasn't deep at all like i had this cool mechanic where you have his pet you can like beat him up or pet the him monkey. nicely yeah exactly i always chose the monkey because it's the best one obviously okay but then obviously. past that the gameplay just it was nothing it was garbage it was like the worst rts essentially anyway sorry shiver sorry for taking over this, this interview <laughs> Okay. But it reminded no. me of a different game I played. Please. Fairyland? Played that a lot. Never heard of no? it. No. It was a game in a on a in a in a browser. And it was like also it was an MMO RPG. In a browser? Turn, yeah, with turn based games and you had to have a pet that you leveled up. And mm. I had a very tanky blob. Wow. <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> what a great <laughs> choice of pet. <laughs> <laughs> it was such an ugly pet, but it was <laughs> damaged. But sorry, uh, derailed. <clears throat> Shannon, you were you were fourteen. You probably didn't understand the game. Oh my like, goodness! Is it now deeper that than I thought, Cinderin? Now that you're over thirty, there's still plenty of stuff that I'm like, you still don't understand, Shannon. You just don't get it. <laughs> no. So I, I like, feel going like back the that long, game did not get good reviews. Anyway, it did not get good reviews. It was a great game, Shannon. Okay. Black Moving on. In your own words, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> blasphemy uh okay shiver let's yes. finally get into dota how did you get into dota what was that transition like so you mean just the game right yes yes to start. because i i did mention we had uh warcraft 3 we had frozen throne uh so we also had the fun games after we were done playing the campaigns we're like oh, what's this button Battlenet. don't know what that is and then we played a lot of different tower defenses and at some point we also played dota and um, actually played a lot of Dota, and that was perfect because the game was like around forty minutes. You could do one Dota game and one tower defense game, and then when your your hour was done, you know you were you were also about. How that. did you get into a Dota game before that hour was up? <laughs> that was miserable for me back in the day. She played well, in no. Europe. I played. It was very okay. easy. I I never played with Garena or whatever. Like that was all after my time. I could just easily find them in lobbies, and then there was always a question: oh, How do you build a Lothar's Edge? And then you had to answer. And if you didn't answer <laughs> in time, you were kicked. <laughs> and, That's hilarious. And I always knew the answer to that one thing because I was really bad. But that one thing I knew is like, <laughs> I know this. And uh, yeah, we played a lot. But then World of Warcraft came out, so we started playing that instead. And then I did kind of played a little bit of Dota still, but not a lot because my at some point my guildies in World of Warcraft wanted to play MOBAs and they wanted to play... We started playing Heroes of New Earth. At some point Ooh, I played a lot of Heroes of New Earth. Nice. Come out? But then, well, it's, I played it online and then we got a notification saying, if you want to continue playing... You have to pay 10 euros and buy the game. It's like, okay, really? great, I'll okay. do it. And then I I remember it, seeing the notification, and then I went to a store that sold the game, 
or rather I went to a store, a game store, and I figured, you know, I'll just search for Heroes of New Earth here. So I went through all the shelves and couldn't find it. And I asked a guy at the counter, okay, oh, I'm looking for a game called Heroes of New Earth. And he just stares at me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Do like, you mean Dota? <laughs> <laughs> no, and he's like, never heard of it. And I'm like, okay. I was so sad, but then I quickly forgot about Heroes of New Earth. And then I could <laughs> never it. play it again. He <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't find it. I didn't even know. I, the internet so, wasn't that big then, or at least it was, but not in terms of pl- like buying games. You still did at the store, right? So I, Heroes I'm of to New think. Earth came out in 2010. Yeah, I, I, I don't. don't I, that. I don't know. I went to his store and I went and checked uh, checked it because apparently there was. Well, you had to pay 10 euros. I don't know about it. Hmm. I, that's all I know. And then um, my guildies wanted to play League of Legends, so I played a lot of League of Legends with them. Um, well, I say a lot. It wasn't as much as I was playing World of Warcraft, and I never made it to level 30, I think, either. Uh, so played League of Legends, and then I heard about Dota 2 coming out. And I was super hyped about that, and I registered, and I was thinking, I'm probably going to get a better key anytime now. And I was literally waiting at the computer for a while, realizing it wasn't going to happen. Downloaded, or re- yeah, reinstalled uh, Warcraft. Heroes of New Earth? No, <laughs> no Warcraft 3. <laughs> Then you went, found a working download link. Went to <laughs> Battle.net. Went to Battle.net. Played a game of Dota 2. Or Dota 1, rather. Realized... I, I remember I was playing Ogre. And I was up against a Tiny and a Life Sealer in the lane. Which was really weird for me anyway. And you could, But you couldn't see which one was the Creeps and which one was Life Sealer. And Tiny was so <laughs> small. And I was, I was so bad. And I decided to not play that. And then, <laughs> because of that alone. And that's when she got Heroes of New York. <laughs> oh, no. No, that's when uh, I got... Um, well, that I was still playing a little bit of World of Warcraft then too. And then I called Turkey World of Warcraft, played Skyrim every wow. night of my life for two weeks. Because then I got the better key for Dota 2 on the... Uh, yeah, the second week of November 2011. Every night in my life for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. so, it was a long night. Interesting wording. <laughs> Okay. No, well, that... it was, uh, yeah, that's how I got to Dota 2. All right. And then how about uh, how about the casting and covering well, games and whatnot? I e-sports. didn't know about esports. I didn't know that was a thing. That's not why I went to Dota 2. Uh, however, in November, the end of November, uh, was also there was a DreamHack winter. And I was watching that one. And I think I was watching the finals and I was hearing Toby and he was casting MTW with Sidney playing Night Stalker. And it was so, like, seriously, it was so cool. That was my first esport event that I've ever seen. And I'm like, that's I'm awesome. going to. You che- never told me this. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to oh, cheer funny. for MTW. And I'm going to, like, I actually played a lot of Night Stalker games because of you as well. But then ever since I started cheering for you, you guys just started losing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shiva. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt real bad because I'm one of those people that is like not really superstitious but slightly superstitious. Yeah. The team that I cheer for, that I vocally cheer for, normally doesn't win unless I don't say anything. Yeah. But I was okay, vocally so, so far, cheering, so, Let yeah. me oh, excuse me. You cheered for Heroes of New Earth, it broke instantly. <laughs> you loved Skyrim and then 2 weeks later it's just gone. Yep. You had to call Turkey World of Warcraft. <laughs> is there anything you you broke my team? Have you is there anything that you know you haven't destroyed within yet a month? 
Cheers, oh, within a month. I mean, I still I have a couple of things that are going pretty well for me at the moment. Awesome. So, okay. so I'm good. But no, seriously, that was uh, yeah, that was Don't my cheer first for me ever again. to esports, <laughs> and uh, I think you were called Wild Honey Badgers because you made the, yep. you make your run Wait, to uh, through the the bring your own computer thing, yep. uh, and it was it was really cool. I have no idea who Toby was, Toby was casting with, but it was painted gold, what? I think. Oh, you're whoa, that's correct. old yeah. school. Yeah, that's yeah. a Han yeah. guy too. Um, we should yeah, leave. Was, he was, was a cool guy. He was a cool guy. I agree. Uh, but yeah, it was really, uh, it was really nice. But at that point, I was never really thinking like, "Oh, I'm going to do that" or anything like that. Uh, I was just enjoying the esports and watching all the June Dota productions and whatnot, and all the things that they put up. And I started streaming a little bit. I streamed a little bit of Skyrim because my World of Warcraft friends wanted to see it, and I'd never. Like I was the only one playing it or something. I was the first one playing it, streamed a little bit of that. And then I streamed some Dota on owned TV. And then I streamed for Ooh. a German website that, that uh, like Gaming Insight. I don't mm-hmm. know, something like that. Mm. And I streamed like a little bit of Twitch, a little bit owned, a little bit of Twitch, a little bit of owned. And then I went to Twitch. And then I, well, then I was bored with my job. At that point, by the way, I was a junior account manager in a company that sold hard drives, SSDs, RAM, and CPUs. And then in the thousands to other companies that use right, them. It's we time like to a, drop like the a, name, Shiver. Make sure we like, can't get a sponsorship with these guys right no, now. No, no, no. Destroy you can't. Them. It's, a, it's a broker. Oh. oh okay. So it's like it wasn't like you basically you bought a bunch So a another of thing you touched that broke. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Whatever. So you know you bought a batch, you add 25 cents and you sell it basically like that. Right. Mm. Um but uh yeah, I was working there and it started getting like I wasn't really successful at it. Well, I was, as in it was making money, but it wasn't really fun. So I wanted to do something different and I decided I wanted to get into event organizing. Not necessarily esports event, because at that point, again, I didn't really think about that at all. Uh, but I did want to get experience, and I was very big into gamification at that time. And that was like applying gaming elements in real life. And I also interpreted that as all your gaming experience, which, for example, is uh, World of Warcraft raid lead experience, and translating that into real life skills, such as leading teams and whatnot. So I figured I'm going to get some experience but organizing an event amateur Dota 2 tournament. And there was a there was a call on join Dota for admins for a mishmash tournament. And I was an admin then. And then I So your first uh, esports and, gig was an admin. I was an admin, yes. That's cool. And then I and another admin were deciding, like, okay, we want some more exposure for our little tournament. So we're going to stream it, which was fine. The, the stream before. And we basically, we sat there. We, we watched the stream. I put it on. And we were quiet. Because <laughs> we weren't planning on casting it. We're just planning on showing it. Right. And that was, that was very <laughs> awkward. So we decided to just start casting it. And that was a lot of fun. Obviously, we sucked. But we didn't pretend to, to know stuff. We just chatted over uh, the gameplay and it kind of naturally went that the the other admin knew a little bit more about Dota, so he did the uh, um, the color commentary and I did. The Sounds like you and me, Shannon. Yeah, <laughs> there just you go. talk about it stuff. You really get it. Yeah, I don't know what's but going then, on in the game. Yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> but you don't have to. It's a play-by-play commentator, right? Exactly. That's the charm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy. You don't need to know anything. 
no it's uh it's pretty bad actually uh, my youtube channel still has some of the old casts it's so bad like oh you've oh. kept them up damn yeah i never really th- thought about putting them down or whatever mm-hmm. it's putting them down (laughs) on one of the first videos i did i know youtube offered me like hey do you want to uh auto stabilize your video i'm like ah that's handy (laughs) but first (laughs) yes and if you watch that it's like you're absolutely your combination between drunk and high and all screen (laughs) i didn't even know you could do that that's i want i want to see this video right now actually it's literally one of my first youtube videos it's it's actually so (laughs) the audio is fine (laughs) this visual is horrible um but yeah we started we started doing that and then at some point there was another amateur tournament that's like hey i think it's really cool that you guys are doing this and i also have an amateur tournament coming uh would you mind casting uh, for us as well and it was uh one saturday so we casted 16 hours in a row but we did it it was a lot of oh, fun damn. uh but uh, yeah the grind kind of uh, began at that point so and uh, take take us through some of the grind because one thing that i think how do i put this i think a lot of people i'm not saying people don't work hard in general and mm. i think people look at you as somebody that works hard but at the end of the day you don't really know somebody but I've been to an event with you, and it's actually pretty crazy. You you are super prepared. I would say in terms of the esports uh, within Dota, in terms of like talent and whatnot, you and mm. Slacks are probably the two hardest working people, honestly. I think and it's I'm, also me and Sin are in our bottom role, five. Though. What's that? But it's dependent on role because Sin, when you go to an event, mm-hmm. you're normally there as a as a color commentator, right? Yeah. Do you do any prep? Because you kind of have all the knowledge in your head and you kind of talk about what's happening in the game. So do you need any prep? I prep all year, basically, by playing the game, by watching the game, by competing in the game. It's kind yeah. of, it's passive prep. So it's it's different. It's, it's a good, it's a good question because now I'm getting interviewed by Shiva again. I don't know if I really like this, Shannon. <laughs> I feel like this is... <laughs> no. no, but... But that's just, that's the same. No, but it's... For, for me, I do. Obviously, there's passive prep as well because I watch these tournaments, so I kind of mm-hmm. know what's going on and all that. But uh, I think as a host, you kind of have to prep more than people, other people, anyway, because you have to lead the conversation and yeah. you have to give other people something to talk about. And they'll talk like they can talk for hours on it. Actually, that is they didn't used to, but they do now. Now they just talk for hours and I actually find myself having to limit the talking time and steering a little bit more. Um, but you do have to know where you where your conversation starts and where your conversation needs to end up. And you kind of have to prep for that. So you have to know where all the players come from, the stories, the back things, not just the stats in the game, not just which heroes they like to play, but also like... Um, which teams they used to be in, or maybe there's some beef here and there, or what did they say in an interview three years ago that might still be relevant or not relevant uh, anymore now. So I think as a host, you do a little bit more prep anyway. And the same goes for Slacks, because he's often, make, often making content, and he know, he puts a lot of effort into like making the playbooks and stuff for that content. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to do that that the way he does either, because... I mean that's that, first of all that's madness the amount of work he puts in. <clears throat> Second, that is a that is a whole different job. Like that's Slacks very and madness different. sounds pretty accurate. I yeah. think that's he's that's literally a good assessment insane. of the guy. I mean he doesn't he use is. that book half the time. He just writes it and then just lets it sit there at the event. So you know. hope somebody finds <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it's the mad rantings of a yeah. crazy old man. So but, yeah. uh, uh, you can continue if you want. But I was just going to mention that I think from a spectator 
standpoint, you really started to have like take a hold on the scene. And I thought you took the extra step here, uh, mm. personally at least, when you started doing Dream League, because then things got at least just again, just my perspective, things got a little bit more casual. And I think that uh, like a lot of people when they start out, and I'm not saying this is you particularly, but I think generally everyone when they start out, they're not really loose. They're very, they, they just go by the book kind of You're like, okay, I don't want to screw up. They're kind of scared of like ruining a good thing, if that makes any sense. But once yeah. Dream League started for you specifically, you, it just Broke felt it. like that was how it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Did, well, would you agree with yeah. that assessment? Oh, for sure. I think, I think being talent, one of the biggest pitfalls that I definitely fell into a lot, especially before Dream League, or maybe even some of the earlier ones is, you know, you go to this event and you, before that, you're at home and you're streaming on your own channel generally, and you're your own brand and you're your own person. And oh, then you get invited, and that's hype. And your goal is to get invited to more events. But the people that you're competing with are also the people that get invited as well to the event <laughs> right. that you're going to. And then let's say you're on a panel, you're on a panel with four other people. And at start, I wasn't hired as a host, like I was hired as a, a panelist and uh, interviewer and a lot of other. Uh, things uh, before I really started being stable host on, on most events uh, that I work now apart from some but you're there and you're you're your own brand and you have to work in a team and you don't really feel like you're working in a team because you feel like everybody's on an island and everybody's only looking out for themselves because everybody wants to get invited to the next event so you don't want to make mistakes you don't want to sound stupid mm -hmm. and you only want to say smart stuff so you're thinking real hard <coughs> about what you're going to say and you're not going to make it fit into the story that the other people are saying so it's going to be like three or four people saying random loose hanging statements because they think that that's what they need to say because that's clever but they're not supporting each other. They're not confirming what the other person says. They're not taking any points. Like if you're saying, hey, uh, that was a great play that he made. He did this and this and this. And rather than someone else saying, yeah, that was great indeed. And he also allowed this to happen. But instead, the second person has already prepared this point because he was watching the game. And he, you remember that mm, one point. Yeah. And I'm sure you've heard it plenty <laughs> of times when someone in the green room is like, oh, Oh, I have this great point, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want anybody <laughs> to steal it. Yeah. Like people say that because that, well, not, not as much anymore now, but that used to be a real fear of people stealing your points, leaving you with nothing to say. Right. And you're basically pitted against each other because that's the way the interest industry is. But then you're also asked to not have that when you're going to an event and be buddy buddies and be the best team in the world and actually perform as a team. But that performing as a team, I didn't actually get until uh, TA6. They hired a improv person. Uh, they did an improv workshop with all the talent that did, like a day or two before the event. Oh, really? And mm. yeah, and he was really good with that. Like he made us do, for example, like when you're sitting next to each other and you're all saying two words and make a story out of it. So you really got to work together to make the story well, funny mm. or whatever. It has to work together. And, and it's actually like he, he really made us feel like a team. And it sounds very corny, but uh, that was very needed, like very needed. I think also since then, Dota events have been a lot better as well. But Dream League for me did the same thing as well because the fear of not getting invited was a little bit less there because mm. I like working with them and I knew they liked working with me. 
So I got to be a little bit more me. And I got to let go a little bit of the, oh, I gotta, I gotta say only smart stuff. And I, you know, I got to be a little bit more relaxed. And I think that is what you what you saw develop, me being more relaxed in these scenarios rather than being all like worried that I might say something wrong. Yeah. It's good news, Shannon. <clears throat> don't need to what? say smart stuff. You're in, buddy. You don't, Thank but God. that's the We're whole good. thing. I think that's for every talent at the moment. <clears throat> Sure, it helps when you say smart things. And there's people that say smart things and are funny. We can't all be you, and It's the only compliment Aww. I'm going to give. Shiver, don't make it awkward. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but I think that the, like, if you watched, for example, if you watch uh, Super Bowl, I watch Super Bowl because the show, I don't watch football, but the show around it is fantastic. And all the people that are on the panel there are obviously ex-pros because the game has been for, around forever and everybody that is there, all the ex-pros, there's obviously, there's way more ex-pros than the people that are on those panels, but these are the ones that are entertaining, that are more personality than ex-pro. When they're talking, they're talking because they're funny and they happen to know their stuff. And I think yeah. that's also where Dota will end up going to. Um, you kind of have to like be the personality rather than being there because you say smart stuff. You be there because you're you. Not because it's it's not only yeah, more people, but also because they take classes. They literally take classes on how to respond to media and stuff like that. It's a very normal thing oh, in traditional yes. sports. And yeah, I, and they're less awkward generally because they're out in public. They're not sitting in their room That's like true. a little caveman like me. You know, they're not some uh, some rat in a hole. But uh, I don't think you're awkward. <laughs> also, you are on camera very often, like right now, for example. Yes. And you are putting all your content out there for everybody. So I think if you're talking about socially awkward people, you cannot include yourself in that. Sorry. I think in person, I'm very you. socially awkward, actually. What are the other things in your camera now that we're out there? There's a blanket. Is What's that thing in the background, the white one? Is that a cat tower? That is a little cat tower. Uh, the big oh, one. My first thing I thought. Here. It's a big My cat first tower. thing I thought when I saw it, I was like, "This fits perfectly with Shannon." I thought that's a bidet. <laughs> Why is there a small <laughs> this cat tower and a big one? <laughs> well, this one is for like, you know a little sleepy time for the cats in case they want just a little nap by themselves. And then this one is for when they want to feel empowered, so they go to the very top and they fight over mm. it. There's, we've had some cat battles, actually, where they've fallen off because they're just fighting each other for that spot. Can you move your head a little bit to so I can see the, the screen behind you? What is on there? What is that? That's just Google oh, Chrome. Oh, wait. I know. That's Google Chrome. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. I, I thought it would be cool to put a TV behind me. It's not great. Um, I don't know why we're talking about this, by the way. But no, I love uh, the having it off is awful, so I have to have it on. It Look at the better. contrast between our backgrounds. Like You just have everything there. And Shiva's like, you're on well, camera a lot, and you're showing your stuff. And Shiva and I is just... There's nothing. It's a wall, Shane. Hey, she has a closet there. Look at that. It's better oh. than you, Cinderin. Oh, she hides it all away. Yeah, I mean, I can slam my fist through the wall to make it more exciting if you want. Then you can see something oh. in there, maybe. Yes, Everybody please. has a closet like this. I bet you. A closet full of wires. Oh, yeah. And things you 100%. don't need. But mm, you can, you got to keep them because just in case you might need them someday. Cinderin, if oh, I talk about bla how bad black and white is, will you punch a hole in your wall for me? <laughs> no. You, I don't think you could get me angry, Shannon, actually. We've That's gone through true. many episodes of A to Z where we have taken turns at being no. horrible and I was always keeping a leveled head with you. So That's true. But I, now I that you've you said what angry. really gets under your skin. I can concoct the plan. He can yeah. try. No, but the thing, the thing is, <laughs> Shannon can't stoop to that level, I think. I just don't think he can. 
I can't. I, can't, I think you, that's you a can't, challenge. You can't make yourself that stupid and not laugh at it. I, I, I'm sure <laughs> okay, that's you can't. That's actually, probably that's true. Fair. I mean, what if I yeah. mute my mic and just type? Uh, yeah, it's, it's probably too difficult. Then we I know each other too well. I know it's you. Like I wouldn't. But it, if you don't believable. know it's me, I can maybe do it. Yeah, you could yes. try to incognito cue into me in your. Room. You can tell someone else <laughs> to do it. All I like, need to do is get immortal, yeah. and we can cue together. You yes. will never know it's me. And then so she I'll be like, sure, I'll cue with this or immortal guy. You I don't hire know. an immortal player. Yes, I can pay money to ruin your game, Sindrin. <laughs> a real That's life th actor. Th thanks, Shiva. Break it again. Keeping <laughs> <laughs> up the street here. It's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, getting back into your uh, the esports side of your life, Shiva. What here. if you can? I don't know if you can boil this down to any one moment, but is there any specific moment, uh, like an event, let's say, a most memorable yeah. memorable event for you? Anything pop in your head? Um. Tier 4 was very memorable for me for multiple reasons. Um, I was hired for group stage only. And in between group stage and main event, I was asked to do main event. That was a big moment for me. I was super oh, happy with that. I didn't remember and that. Then, yeah, and then during the main event, I was asked to host one series so that James can get some rest. And I, well, that was a very big moment too. I messed up as well, but that was uh, like that was the most nervous I've ever been. I remember that. Also, Seb saved my life there. Uh, he was like, he's the dream panelist, by the way. Um, Fuck Cinderin. Yeah, I I got it. <laughs> Understood. You're welcome. Um, but I think yeah, I think TF4 was super uh, impactful for me. Uh, just on a personal level, because it also was the first event that I ever hosted something. Mm -hmm. And that kind of got me into hosting. And then the same can be said for TI4 EU Hub, because that kind of got me a lot of camera time. And I think if you search Reddit for threads about me that are not about cancer, then you can find most of them come from EU Hub and shout outs for that. And that was that. That was really cool for me. That was a very defining moment, and <clears throat> the first invitation that I got to TI two, um, that was as an interviewer. That was really cool as well because that was the first time where there was a little bit of uh, oh, maybe I can make this into a job. I wasn't getting paid for that, but maybe I can make this into a job some someday. So Wait, that was the first time where I, you weren't paid. That for wasn't official. That was not an official valve. Oh, okay, I was gotcha. there for a website. Now. You just reminded me of something that you brought up during our... I think it was Steam Remote Play where we talked about this, where we okay. met, and I have zero recollection of this. It oh, makes yeah. me look like a real giant douche, apparently. <laughs> Doesn't sound like me at all, but if you'd like to tell that story to embarrass well, me, by all means, Shiva. I think it, you were more indifferent than anything else, but I was... Uh, so, Sin, you remember TI2, mm -hmm. uh, Benaroya Hall. Uh, you know that the um, player lounge was the same lounge yeah. as everybody's lounge, basically. And... Right at the hallway there, that's where I met Suns fan. I was doing, I think I was just done with an interview and I don't know how we got to talking. And I was saying like, yeah, yeah, I'm here doing interviews <laughs> for this website, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, why are you here? And, <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, I'm here for, uh, I'm, I'm here because I, I got invited because I do, uh, I think it was Dota Cinema at that point as well. Yeah. Uh, but I had no idea what that was because I wasn't in the Dota esports scene for a very long time. So I'm like, oh. Okay, cool. And you're trying to explain more about what what it was you were doing, and I had I had no clue. And he just like, you just blanked and like you didn't know what to do. <laughs> I think we just walked away. <laughs> well, you missed the part where apparently I was. Uh, what what how did you explain it last time? You said 
that I thought it's you would ex- very vague. I expected you to know who I was or something like that. Yeah, but you did expect me to know who you were, but I don't know how you made that clear. You're so full of yourself, Shannon. <laughs> that's so weird uh, because man. I know people look at me like that. I understand that's my image, right? I understand like the Team Suns fan thing. I there's many little details that I can go into why that video was made and things of that nature. I feel very strongly that I am not that person, but I come I mean, off that way. You probably weren't, you know? but you probably came off that way. Because obviously yeah. I, I know you now. So I remember it being you because you said you were Shannon from Dota Cinema and I just gave you a blank. <laughs> and he's like, from the YouTube. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's, oh, <laughs> That's so good. it was just a very disappointed. Oh, I, I don't know. It was very, it was very <laughs> random. And that's the only reason I, because re- I met a lot of people at TI2. Mm-hmm. But that's the reason I remember meeting you because it's very memorable. Like, very it was in memorable. between myself uh, sneaking out like 10 or 15 Snickers from that room. Oh, <laughs> it my probably God. Was because I know oh, exactly so where we were talking as well. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero <laughs> I recollection. I was on my way in and you were on your way out. <laughs> Shannon, you do make for really memorable conversation with people when you just walk away in the middle of it. It's like, it's very memorable. I'm awkward. What can oh. I say? Oh, man, that's awesome. Like, it's especially sounds, bad when I'm talking to so people funny. that, like, even now, I'm 34 years old. I can barely have a conversation with a normal person. If it's esports or gaming related, I can hold a conversation. If it's outside of that, I have ze- Unless it's basketball, I got nothing to talk about. I'm just going to stand there awkwardly. I'm still that guy. But... Glad I'm, I'm, my our encounter was very memorable for you, Shiva. <laughs> you can uh, talk about food and drink, Shannon. You've got that's true. I've got, I've gained a we lot of weight of... since then, so we can. It was not really I'm the an point, expert. but you. <laughs> I'm now an expert. <laughs> so you can't be an expert until you gained a lot of weight, Shannon. Just remember that. Right. Um, well, I'm getting there. I'll get back into Dota soon. Then there were great cookies there, by the way. Oh God, there. Like that was back when the players and talent, everybody was in the same room, and the players yeah. hated it. I loved. I would eat a Snickers right next to Dendi while he's just trying to watch the game peacefully. Anyway, what is the craziest fan experience? I've got great Snickers here, right? Delicious Snickers. Do you guys have this in Ukraine by any chance? Craziest fan experience, Shiver. What do you got? Craziest fan experience in real life? Whatever is most interesting, I guess. Could be anything. Well, there's a couple that are very obvious and not very interesting. Um, I have signed some weird stuff. Ooh, it was crazy (laughs) and very nice as well of someone giving me an in real life donation. Really, an envelope of money. Wow, that is very interesting. And I and I knew the person too because he was one of my uh, stream viewers, and he's a he's a really nice guy. That but that was like I was not expecting that obviously. (laughs) Yeah, and it was it was very surreal because. It, it, you know, it was very surreal. It's odd. On on the envelope, yeah. did he write an emote by any chance? Like no, long I don't written. Think so. No, okay, that would have been perfect. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I signed. I've signed boobs of both a guy and a girl, actually. And for I the girl, have not signed a girl boobs, but well, I have signed guy boobs. Girls I've out there, a forehead. Next time you see Shiver, <laughs> pop it out. Let's get that going. Let's get that going. To be to be transparent, Nikki, my girlfriend took the picture itself so it wasn't weird or anything i mean it was kind of okay. weird but i mean that fun. sounds pretty weird still. <laughs> um. <laughs> that might make it a little weirder actually now that i think about it. <laughs> all right moving on uh moving on. tell me about how you and owen met the great od pixel and shiver um well we first met uh met in a in a dream league where 
it was the first Dream League where league play was going to be uh, going on for like eight weeks or something. And they oh, yeah, put so me and Shane and Odie Pixel up in a house. And they gave us a little car that I drove everybody to <laughs> the studio with every day or like four days, five days a week or something. Um, but that Sorry, was his first was, casting gig. What This was before TI what? I vaguely remember. I just can't five. remember what TI. It was before TI 5. Okay. I think so. Yeah, it was right. before. It, it was yeah. before the, the one before TI five. Um, yeah, it was Owen's first first casting gig, and we all got computers there as well. So we basically were streaming there, um, and we had yeah, we lived there for for eight to nine weeks during the league play, and it was a lot of fun. Like we had a, a great crew to work with as well, with Draskal and Lumi, and uh, and obviously Scriff and Weppers and and everybody there, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but that was purely platonic, and there was nothing there at that point. But it did, obviously, you get to know each other when you live uh, together, and it didn't. Nothing happened really, and until like I think nine months after that, very specific. Wow. But <laughs> okay. no, uh, so the I seed was planted, November, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yes. Somebody had to make that joke, right? I guess so. I made it obvious. Let's talk uh, about gaming our basketball instead, Shannon. Shall we? <laughs> How about them sons, guys? Woo! <laughs> now, I think uh, November, December 2015 was when the spark hit. Okay. Was that an event so, or we don't need to get too specific? I'm just. No, like, that was after. That was between events. That was after an event. Uh, okay. There were three events in a row. It was a Frankfurt Major, then there was a DreamHack. And then there was a summit. Okay. And that was all in the span of like one and a half months or something like that. And and those three events, um, well, between those three events is where the, the spark hit. So we are, because we didn't really start counting properly until we, we started counting in New Year's. Mm-hmm. That okay. like from 15 to 16. And I think there was another event there even because I think that's when there was a Mafia LAN. Uh, so uh, we had a lot of events in a row where we were both at. And um, yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of when we started counting. That's Our awesome. It makes so, it easy to remember your anniversary. Years? Yeah, that's true. That's not... New Year's. No, or that does is, it? Uh, is it the thirty first or is it the first? That's the anniversary. Oh, we were in an airplane. Doesn't matter because we were in an airplane. Well, when you celebrate, uh, I don't even now, know. Do you which... celebrate your anniversary on the thirty first? We don't the first... celebrate our anniversary. Oh, that's also fine. Do you? We don't yeah. either. We're, oh, I, I don't really? even know. I literally have no date. We had to make one up because we have no know. idea. Well, that's okay. kind of what happened to us as well. We're like, ah, New Year's. Pretty common, you know? really. Is it? Okay, good. <clears throat> okay. I didn't Isn't think that? it was common. I don't know. On I television, feel like a, everybody's like, always going on about anniversaries, though. Yeah. yeah but I, like, what maybe... relationship truly has like a stable date where like today we start dating, okay? And then you're like, yeah, we do. Well, you know? I mean, they just, do when, right. you're, when you're young because then you ask... Would you be my girlfriend? Would you be my boyfriend? And then oh, you I could start totally see Owen that. asking this right now. I just have this picture. They have chat logs, man. No. Yeah, just check the date. Uh, uh, so moving forward to perhaps the thing that uh, I don't even know how to bring this up. Your breast cancer. So yes, you what just year brought was it this? up. Well done. I, uh, 2017. Uh, 2017. May 2017. Yeah. Okay. Can you? We don't need to go too in detail with this. Just give us no. the rundown, however you like to do it. Uh, how did that? Um, I mean, we've seen the video that uh, Valve made, right? That was yeah. very powerful. I actually watched it again last night, and I mean, 
everybody, I feel like, gets emotional unless you're a literal robot, which I don't think Cinder is a literal one. I um, shed a tear on that one, Shannon. I did. Good. Good boy. I, I am did human. too. I must I say, the first time I watched it, because uh, I, cause I got to see it, to, you know, I, I couldn't really veto anything, but just in case, you know, I got to watch it. And But I got to watch it, I think I got to watch it without the music behind it. Mm-hmm. And watching it with music makes it so much more powerful. Hmm. Uh, so, because when I watched it for the first time, it's like, ah, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how things went. And then when I watched it in the arena, it was, yeah, there was waterworks and stuff. <coughs> so that, uh, yeah. But, well, that was, what, one and a half year into my relationship. Well, not even, one year and five months into my relationship with Owen as well. Um, so the reason I was actually went to the doctor and actually decided, like, well, maybe there is something wrong is because uh, in Owen's family, there was a family member that had struggles around that time as well. And I'm like, okay, that's, you know, that comes pretty close. So maybe my thing is also something. So then I went to the doctors. Um and it was bad, but I only found out, well, two weeks after that, I did an event in between. Um, but yeah, that the, the whole story is kind of out there, isn't it? So um, the, just the chronological order is I went through four rounds of heavy chemo. Then I went through, well, I was supposed to go through 12 rounds of less heavy chemo, but I went through eight because this second chemo was... Um, you at some point weren't going to be able to feel your fingers and toes anymore. And luckily for me, it started in my toes. So they stopped it before it reached my fingers, which doesn't really, well, it doesn't really recover that well. So, um, yeah, that eight rounds of that. And Wait, then sorry. I, so that your, your toes were just numb for like what, how long? Uh, I had, I had one toe that didn't have any feeling in it for, well, I think I got it back over summer, this summer, so on one and a half year or something like that. Wow, really? Yeah, but it's um, there's a name for it, but I forgot it. But it's apparently fairly common because it just everything, all my blood vessels are narrowed. So, for example, now if I have my arm in like this position for a while, flexing, it will just well, no, just if you, if I have it like. I don't know, my elbow you don't closed. Have to stop flexing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but then my, my whole hand will fall asleep because yeah, the, bad all circulation. my blood vessels are I had super bad circulation and all the blood vessels because of the chemo they go they get smaller. Mm-hmm. So now for example when I had to get uh, an IV for uh when I had a surgery, they have to use child's needles on me because the blood vessels are not right. big enough to mm-hmm. to do anymore. Uh, but yeah, that same, let's see, I had half a year of different chemos. And then in December 2017, I had a one-sided mastectomy, if I pronounce that properly. Then after that, I had radiation therapy. Then in August 2018, I started on um, oxygen therapy, but in a hyperbaric chamber. I think that's the name. The Hyper, one that makes you feel like yeah. a... Like you're underwater. Weightless. Yeah. No, not weightless, but underwater. Oh, the one that like you're floating on water, right? Is that no, the same one? No. They, no. They, so basically, there's this tank and they pressurize it so that it's pressurized as if you're 10 meters underwater. Oh, interesting. Like and what does that yeah, do so, for you exactly? Uh, it uh, What it does is I was in there for two hours and you're in there for i think you put your like you have an oxygen mask that you put on for like 15 minutes at a time or something and then a 5 minute break and a 15 minutes 5 minute break etc 
and dur- like the the oxygen mask pump out pure oxygen, like nothing else, pure oxygen, and you're in the chamber because your like blood is absorbing the oxygen more heavily than uh if you would just have oxygen outside of like a normal pressure. And the reason that they did that was because uh, the radiation tissue, that, or rather the tissue where where the radiation was, uh, was so it's it basically what it does. It ruins the cells, right? So that's what radiation does. It ruins the cells, and then those cells are damaged. And there are some that are permanently damaged, and then there are some that are partially damaged. Now the cells that are partially damaged, the way that it's damaged is that when the cell makes a new cell this cell will also be partially damaged because they'll copy like that. So it will eventually, all the healthy cells will go away and then all the cells will be damaged cells. Unless there can be more oxygen coming into the cell, which gives the cells a better chance to heal. Mm, I see. And okay. Just like a snowball effect. Yeah, yes. and therefore all your cells, when they part, they will be more healthy cells than they were before. Uh, and for that, that creates, because the, the damaged cells create scar tissue, and if I wouldn't have had the oxygen therapy, I would have just scar tissue growing, uh, spreading, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, and now it do- it shouldn't. At least that's what we're hoping. Uh, and also the, the scar tissue spreading causes pain spikes. So the oxygen therapy took that away. And the good bonus was that it got extra oxygen in my blood and it worked for like nine months after that or something like that. And that allowed... Uh, my surgery that I had in December that year it was that was a that was a very big one um, that allowed my wounds to heal better after that surgery or faster it's supposed to be. I see. Anyway. Hmm. So, so in yeah. terms of chemotherapy, because again, from the people that my mom went through breast cancer as well, people that I didn't get to see this firsthand because I think it was out of country when she was going through it, but uh, they always say everyone reacts differently. I feel yes. like from a layman standpoint, that doesn't make sense to me. I feel like everyone gets sick, but to varying degrees. Is that more accurate, would you say? Yeah, that is way more accurate. I, I think, so every different cancer has different chemotherapies. Uh, I had, by pure unfortunate happenstance, a friend that got told she had cancer the same day as I did. And she, really? but she had, um, I think she had either Hodgkin's or non-Hodgkin's, but like a very different style of cancer. Uh, luckily, 69% survival rate. Uh, which is very good for her. But her chemo, however, was way, way more intense than mine. Like, I, for example, during my entire chemotherapy, I never had to throw up because of the chemo. Really? And that is very unusual because I know she, she had... Uh, she had to throw up. She had the the mouth sores that are very common as well. Uh, Didn't have those either, uh, which I partially credit to my toothpaste, which I still use because it's salt-based and you're supposed to rinse with salt, which is disgusting. Uh, but I didn't really do that much, but I did brush my teeth. Um, but like, it, everybody reacts differently. So also, um, because there's different degrees of chemo and different variations of chemo and stuff, some are just a lot more heavy than others. Um, some people's bodies are just able to deal with it better than others for example your liver is the one that has to process all the all the chemo if you have an amazing liver you might be a lot better with dealing with chemotherapy than if your liver is just a bit slow because Mm -hmm. it's in your blood longer and you're just your body is taking longer to process it Uh, i did have one of the one of the chemos i remember having i was also on 
antibiotics because I was also having a, a uterus infection at the same time because your immune system does go very low. Uh, and I do remember that chemo being way heavier because my body was already busy doing other things, mm -hmm. even though it was obviously the same chemo as the one before <clears> that. <throat> and obviously also it gets worse as time goes on because your body gets weaker and weaker and they'll pump in a new one before you're recovered from your previous one. Uh, so that was a, uh, so yeah. For you, was different. it just like very, it was draining, I'm guessing, like not a lot of energy afterwards. Like what were the, some of the symptoms for you specifically? So my chemo was always on, the heavy chemos were also always on the Thursday. And the first one, in the they also give you steroids. And they give you also medication for at home for the first three or four days. I think three days where you take steroids every morning, a little bit lower every day. But it helps you basically kickstart the day a little bit. So I would sleep terribly the first night. Like there was really no real sleeping. It was more like think fever dreams mm. but yeah you're just awake tossing and turning and and you're you're sweating like a pig and which is very annoying because well you know that's going to happen because it's it's chemical sweat so after every first chemo night you have to wash your bed sheet bed sheets because that's literally chemicals um that you're sweating out uh, so the first night was was terrible and you also every time that i that I was waking up enough to be lucid, I had to eat something because it's better. Like the nausea is easier to cope with if you have something in your stomach. So every two hours I would eat something. There's a Dutch thing that I ate. Now I hate it. But at some point I turned over to eating cheese, which was a lot better. <clears throat> something fat in the in the stomach. Wait, what? We need time. to know what it was, Shiver. Was it like crackers uh, or something? I don't know. No, it was like, we would call it an egg cookie. But it's not really an egg cookie. Egg cookie. Uh, no, it's like a fluffy little. Oh, I don't know. I can't. Sounds I like don't rice know cookies. No, it sounds like rice. that. But instead uh, of rice, it's egg. You would ba buy it at the bakery. Hmm. It's a breaded type of it type bad, of thing. Uh, it was. It, it's not bad, but now it's bad for me because I obviously associate that with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sense. I tried to eat every two hours. Um, I, I had a lot of support from my family and that was very great, which um, my family member, there was always someone with me during all these times. So they would make me uh, eggs because eggs are very good because obviously I say obviously a lot, but uh, you break down like the chemo breaks down cells in you and it breaks down the tumor cells, which is great, but it also breaks down healthy cells. So you need to have like fuel or and food that help build up those cells again. And egg is a protein mm -hmm. is very good for that. So a lot of eggs were eaten. Did you have to stay away from carbs at all or limit them since they provide no um, nutrients? I don't know if they even go into no, detail with you on that stuff or not. They, they don't at all. They actually, they, um, they said, try to eat whatever you want. They did. Uh, well, a suggestion that I got from total biscuit actually was to stay away from my favorite food, on the, especially the mm. days around chemo, because that will be changed. Like your 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 taste palate might be changing that taste forever. Um, yeah. But they told me that I could eat whatever I want apart from grapefruit. Not allowed grapefruit. Grapefruit is too healthy and breaks down cells too fast. Uh, so a lot of a lot of medication actually you're not allowed to uh, eat grapefruit with with because it breaks down the. Remember where I had so that fast. on the list, Shannon? Yep, it was your least favorite fruit. <laughs> Another good reason, right there. Uh, another good reason. Too healthy. No, it, it breaks down a lot of stuff. 
and um, no, I I gained a lot of weight because they give you loads of steroids, which makes you also hungry, and mm. you kind of have to eat every two hours. The more, the better, because you're literally having to. Well, you're having to strengthen up, and the only way you're strengthening up is by eating. And uh, and we did a lot of walks, which helped a lot as well. Uh, but we couldn't walk yet for the first week after chemo because obviously that takes a while. And I would say normally, <laughs> I remember the first day I had my heavy chemo was the Thursday, the, the Friday. I was like, oh, this is not too bad. I'll stream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I played one game of, I remember it was a game of Crystal Maiden. And I won, but I was feeling so bad. So I, I stopped instantly afterwards. Uh, but after that, I think I started streaming again on the Mondays after after mm -hmm. chemo. Uh, so it was uh, three days of real bad. And then I would say it got worse as time went on. Um, but that's that's normal. And then during the less heavy chemos, I was able... Now those chemos were on Tuesdays. And I was allowed and able to fly on Wednesdays. Allowing me to do events from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, coming back on Monday, ready for chemo on Tuesday mm -hmm. again. Because they were weekly ones. And the other ones were three weekly. Wow. So, yeah, that's... No, uh, well, I ate loads. That's hardcore. Yeah. So, you had... Yeah, most people would just that. not... I've heard both things, right? Like, it's really hard on you. So, some people will only focus on that. And others say mm. that distracting yourself with work like that is really good to get away from it. So, that that sounds like that's how it worked for you. Yeah. Do you, think, do you think that's a good piece of advice for people in general? That even if they don't really feel like it because they're low on energy, they should try to do it? Or is it just person by person? I think it's person by person as well. But... I like I would the advice I would give is even if you don't want to walk walk because I think walking is the thing that helped me most and I also think that I am lucky enough to have a career where I am very happy doing the work that I do and therefore I like working and some mm -hmm. people just don't like working and they're like mm -hmm. oh I got work and I'm sick but if I'm sick I still will want to work and I think that is the biggest difference here that if you really like mm. your work and you feel like you can do it, do it. Like, don't be home because society says you should or something like that. Mm -hmm. Just go out and if you're if you're having the energy for it, definitely do it. Because for me, doing the work, obviously it costs energy, but it gave me a lot of energy back as well. And yeah, that is the, the biggest advice I would give. But the only thing that I would say that they should do against their will is walk. Like, walk miles on end because it works like a charm every time i was feeling nauseous i walked and it it took it away so so you talked about i think in the video and i think publicly a lot about the fact that obviously family support was very great for you what about yeah. the community uh reaction how did that hit you um i at first was thinking i wasn't gonna say anything and I also, I remember a funny moment with Jack, which he doesn't like even if I share it, but you know, I love Jack and he's not a bad person, but he really likes his Dota. I, I don't know if you heard this one before, I how I so. told Fogged and Jack, no. Uh, so I already told, told Slacks at, the, at that point, <laughs> I was at a, at a Dream League and Jack was in Fogged's room and it was, uh, I think it was after a show and I went into Fogged's room and it's like, Fogged, uh, Jack, you know, I, I have to tell you guys something. And, you know, they're waiting for me to tell it. So I am I'm, I'm saying, you know, I got breast cancer and I'm starting chemo in a, in a couple of, uh, of days. And 
you know, fogged, obviously very uh, considerate. And Jack was playing game of Dota, so he had his headset on and he kind of was listening. <laughs> he pretended to was listening, so he turns around like, "Oh well, I don't know what what you uh, what what you just said, Shiver, but it can't be worse than this game of Dota." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And then I was like, I was completely thrown off because I'm like, okay, didn't hear a single word. So I walked away because oh it's still god. a touchy subject. So I walk away, and I I know that fucked after that's like, do you know what you just said? Jack felt so bad, but he's like, seriously, he's a sweetheart. He obviously came and apologized, but it's so hilarious. And if I think about it, it just makes me smile. So uh, I hope that's he doesn't so mind me sharing that. Um, no, Jack, everyone then, knows Jack is a cuddly guy. Yes. Oh, he really is. To he the really core. Is. Very, very true. Uh, <laughs> and then I actually was streaming on the Sunday after I got, I got told on the Wednesday, went to Dream League on the Wednesday evening, uh, worked the weekend. And then on Sunday, I was still at, at uh, in Sweden. And I was, uh, I think I wrote, uh, yeah, I wrote a sub message, a message to all my subscribers saying that I was pr- probably going to stream, stream a little bit less because I was going to go through chemo and all that. And I hit send and me and Owen took a walk <laughs> for an hour. We, we went away because, um, well, because I didn't want, we didn't want to talk about anything or rather we didn't want to see anything. So I didn't have data at that point because at that point Europe wasn't one um, plan uh, when, uh, now it is like you can have data in, anywhere in Europe, but at that point it wasn't the case yet. So uh, didn't have data during the walk. Came back, everything blown up. Like mm-hmm. I remember Reddit mods trying to contact me because they heard rumors and they obviously don't want anything on the front page that is not true. So they first tried to get a hold of me to confirm, and I did confirm to them. And then I started streaming and I basically told people that I had cancer and what my plan was and all that. And I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was definitely not expecting every like everything that happened after that and all the support that came out. It was very, very overwhelming, like in a good way. That is, it was, uh, it was very wholesome. So that was a good call for me to share um, the bad as well as the good. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, very powerful as well, for sure. Yeah, I think <clears throat> this is not the same scenario at all, obviously, but when my dad died, I got a thread on Reddit. I, I'm i trying to think how I would have reacted if, like, how do I even explain it? It, it was really, no, it but it's, a lot. It, it helped me a yeah, lot. Yeah, because it's it's just, I don't know what it is, but I think it is somewhat of the same. It's just very powerful how much, because, you know, there's always going to be these people that say, like, hey, you know, um, if I can do anything to help, let me know. And kind of in the back of your head, you know that you'll never ask for anything that you need help with because that's just something that people say. But the fact that someone says it is actually, I don't know, it's just something real big. It's, it matters. Mm. It makes a difference. And I, I noticed that. And that was, uh, yeah, again, very powerful. And I didn't expect it to be that powerful because obviously you're expecting people to care, but you don't expect it to have that big of an impact on you. Right. Well, I think part of it is just being a content creator. You kind of shield yourself to a degree, right? Because if you take, like, let's say somebody says something nice and you take that personally in a good way, that means you're going to take the negative just as hard, right? So you got to kind of limit your emotions. But then for something like this, I imagine it's just overwhelming and you can't, you can't help yourself, right? That's really cool. No, that, 
yeah, very much so. I mean, there were obviously there. There's always a couple of assholes, uh, of course. But that is uh, that is no difference anywhere else. And that this, the good outweighed any any negative comments by miles. So it right. was uh, yeah, very strong. Now let's. I guess we can finish this topic up about your recent tweet and how things oh, yeah. are going because I think there's con- some misconception on what you were talking about. So let's. Yes. So my tweet was, um, my tweet was, uh, I had a scan about two weeks ago and the results came back and the scan was clean uh, or or clear rather. Uh, And that is really good news. And I shared that good news uh, and mentioning with it that it was a a yearly, it's a yearly scan uh, that they do uh, because uh, I'm at risk. So they need to scan me. And a lot of people, I mean, I am happy that a lot of people misunderstood it because that means hopefully that all those people haven't had any contact with or close contact with uh, any uh, cancer related issues. Right. Mm. Um, Cause well, again, every cancer is very different. Some people uh, do get in remission. Some people, uh, I'm, well, the main thing is once you have cancer, nobody is ever going to be cured from cancer you're basically playing the odds. So for my cancer specifically, because they can measure everything out and they've got this whole spreadsheet. And at that point, it just comes down to basic math. Uh, My chance of me, uh, of of my cancer coming back in the next, well, now four years, I think, or maybe three years. I don't know when they start counting, actually. Um, But my the chance of my cancer coming back is, I think it's three years to go, is 21%. And if it does, uh, it means it has spread and I will, there will not be an end. Well, that, that will, that will rather that, well, that will be the end. I just doesn't, don't know how long that would last considering treatments and all that, but uh, 21% for it to come back. And what that means is that every time I have to scan. I'm scanning to make sure that I am on the right side of the percentage. And when I'm on the wrong, if I would be on the wrong side at any point, the scan is one of the only things that could potentially catch it early because uh, it might start with uh, a muscle pain or a bone pain or a cough or it depends because the, the thing is they killed, so they killed the tumor. Mm-hmm. Tumor is then removed, so that is all gone. Uh, and then they radiate it as well, so the whole area is kind of like dead. Uh, but what they cannot do is remove or scan for individual cancer cells. So there might potentially still be some floating cancer cells out there in my body. We don't know. Uh, my lymph nodes were clean when they uh, they took two out. So that is good news. But there might always be some that passed through or escaped or are somewhere in my body. And the thing is, nobody knows until they settle down somewhere and start growing and be tumors. And that's the only thing they can scan for. They can only scan for tumors. They can't scan for individual cancer cells. So uh, these scans are just to see if anything started growing. It's not to see that I'm cancer-free because they can't see that. Mm-hmm. The cancer-free part comes with playing the odds. In If in three years I have had not had a comeback 
then I was on the right side of the 21%, but then the percentage changes because they do percentages for five years and then for 10 years. And to be honest, I haven't looked at what my 10-year survival rate is because oddly, uh, well, frankly, it's depressing. So um, that basically is every scan again, it's great that it's clear, but it doesn't mean that I'm cancer-free. It means that I'm tumor-free. Right. Mm -hmm. And is this a yearly thing for 10, like how many years in theory would you... Um, well, I think it's in the Netherlands. They also do it partially for my own peace of mind. I think it's not because, yeah. So I think it's every year for as long as I want it to be for every year. And I kind of wanted to I want it every year. Uh, I could do I mean, a mammogram a, as well, but. Sorry, is there a downside to like, why can't somebody, again, this is somebody that doesn't have that much information. Why can't somebody oh. go in every month? Is it is there um, is it bad for your body for, to get these scans constantly? For an MRI, it's bad for your body because I think it's uh, it's got some radiation that comes free when mm. you do that. But uh, from what I read, <laughs> there recently was a news article. Uh, the main downsides of an MRI are uh, it takes 30 minutes. It is uncomfortable to lie in. Uh, it makes a lot of loud noises. And the waiting for the results can be stressful. A.K.A. there's really no downsides ah. to it. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> It's because uh, I do get waiting for the results. If you do a mammogram, you basically know straight away if, if something is seen or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're doing an MRI, you got to wait for like a week or something like that. So, and I'm yeah, guessing the healthcare system for you is probably infinitely better than the US as it is Most everywhere likely. in Europe. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. So I can, I can basically, if I, um, well, as an example, last May, I felt something. I thought I, it had come back and I called. The I have one phone number that I can always call and basically doesn't matter who I need in the hospital department. If it is, well, anything, they will be able to direct me to the right person or they'll be able to get the answers themselves. Uh, but I called them. They made me an appointment. I could be there the next morning. I had a, a scan or an echo uh, the day after that and the results the day after that. So I was like three days and I got told the all clear is like a, it was just scar tissue in the end, so that was nice. Uh, but yeah, that was a uh, it was pretty nicely done. Although at that point it wasn't an MRI, that was just uh, an echo. But that also, I mean, that I know, that's that still a peace of mind. Again, coming from an American here, that is a pretty good turnaround. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't uh, even I know what you would so have too. to do in no. the U.S. Yeah, no, that's I really thought good. so too. It's a, it was real nice. Okay, yeah. well, thank you for sharing this with us. By the way, that's uh, obviously no problem. I think pretty much, I feel like a lot of people can relate to a degree because they know someone usually that has mm. gone through some sort of cancer treatment, but yeah. Um, I mean, it's also not just cancer, right? There's a lot of weird diseases right. out there that people get treatment for that are like that. We don't even know about that yeah. might have somewhat of the same symptoms, but yeah, it's a crazy world out there. Indeed. Okay. So let's segue Ooh, into so we're getting to the clo- close to the end of the interview, Sheber. Okay. So we're going to switch to some Dota-related stuff, just briefly. Okay. So first and foremost, I noticed that you and Owen play a shit ton of Dota. Like a shit, mega shit ton. Ridiculous yeah. amounts of Dota. <laughs> How are you guys liking the new patch? Um, well... Pros and cons. Give me the pros and cons. All right. Pros. 
There's a lot of fighting. Everything feels new. I actually, I did not realize how much I needed a new patch until the patch came out. It became exciting to play again. And rather than wanting to play the same hero all the time, because I think that's the one that I win with, I kind of want to try all of them because everything's been changed slightly. And I don't know how this will work with that. And this will work with that. That makes it 20 times more enjoyable. Um, and that is a definitely a big, big plus for the patch. Uh, there are still some tweaks that are needing to be done. I don't like Dream Protector at the moment, as I'm sure nobody does. Uh, hopefully, it I'm gets sure he's balanced. Patched don't worry about instantly. it, guys. No, <laughs> everything's no fine. way. There's they just like... gave him an extra skill overnight, basically. Basically, you know what they 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 figured? You know, seven point twenty three. We're going to change Dream Protector. We're changing all the heroes. We're changing Dream Protector. We're now going to remove Nature's Guys because we don't like that spell, and we're going to give him Nature's Grasp. You know, sounds kind of alike it's great and we're gonna buff the living armor but we're gonna remove the global ability fine let's see how that goes and then all the tree and protector players are like well i need my nature's guys where's my global living armor and i was like okay you know what we messed up we need to change something and some no offense smart ass came up saying okay you know what we'll give the global ability back but we'll keep living armor as is because you know, no charges. I'm sure that's fine. Uh, slight nerf, okay. And we'll just give him nature's guys back. But what about the <laughs> invisibility? Ah, we'll make it a talent. So basically, he's got the old that was good and the new that was better. And nature's grasp, to be honest, is just—I don't know what's ha- what with the damage bonus. That's crazy. You can yeah, that punch someone for half their L- HP and laning stage, and like game's over. Lane's over anyway. Is the uh, invis yeah. talent? Is that a ten talent or a fifteen? I can't 10. remember. Ten. 10. Yeah. Okay, very yeah. good. Which you'll get very fast. Right. So in terms the of like the thing... fighting... Go ahead. Yeah, okay. No, now it's just my Dota thing taking over, right? Now I want to talk about... <laughs> Take over, Cinderin. Go for I it. Played, I played uh, I played. Triant today, two games, and the thing that very quickly stands out to you is that you start with Nature's Grasp as a passive, and it's three-second time Nature's on all guys, levels. Yeah. So the moment you walk to trees, you can just walk through them. And if you take damage away from trees, you're unable to walk in trees for three seconds. But if you haven't taken damage in the last 15 seconds and you run in the river, you can just walk to a tree and walk through it instantly. There's no mm. like fade time or whatever. Uh, no cooldown time. The old one, you had to go to the trees and then the counter would start, if you remember, next. Mm-hmm. So the new one is arguably way better than the old one. The hero is just incredible. Okay, that was that. Yeah. So, I'll don't worry. He'll get nerfed. Busted. In terms of like the uh, fighting like and all Snapfire. that, oh yeah, please the new heroes. Have you played them? I play Snapfire. Um, I at the moment I don't like that she is just her ultimate. Her ultimate is amazing, but the rest is like, eh, okay. Better cookies. See, that's interesting. Yeah. I so I, I might be in a minority here. I, we've talked about this on the podcast. Her ult is really good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't synergize with yeah. any of her skills at all because she's literally no. global range apparently, right? Yes. But, I think playing her as a core is so much more fun. Like, fuck the cookie. It's the worst spell she has by far, even after these three buffs. Her yeah. E, synergize, like if you get damage items, especially once you get level... I know people say it's a trap to get I mean, to level, level 20. I mean, level 20, yeah. Everyone gets to level... If you're a core, you're getting to level 20 in a game. It's not that difficult. Yes. And even don't without worry, I have that, lost games, though. Like, say it's a Snapfire. Don't worry, guys. Snapfire has got the <laughs> MKB for when she's level 20. Well, and she's still that... level 14 and they're taking her base. But don't if, worry. Before, this is how I look at it. If, like, you're not playing her as a mid, it's more like an offlane, right? Look, think of Pangolier's Swashbuckle. 
It has a mm. fixed amount of damage and it procs items. That's essentially what her E is, but it scales once you get to 20. That's the way I'm looking at it. So she feels True. pretty good, but her skills are kind of a random mishmash. Have you played Void Spirit? Because this might be, other than Pangolier, my favorite hero right now. This hero is so fucking fun. Holy shit. I can imagine him playing, like being super fun to play. Uh, I don't enjoy playing mid, and I think mm. that's the only place for him at the moment. Uh, I, I think, think he's he can one play one, two, three heroes. in pubs. Yeah. He can play three. He can play all three. I think so yeah. too. I've not I played, played position yet one yesterday. He's very daunting. You got all those mobility things. You got to be really good with knowing where you want to go. Mm. And I'm, I'm not that good with mobility things. See, that's so interesting because with I all this, all the spirit brothers, I feel that way about. Except for this one, I don't know what the difference okay. is. It feels easier to play to me than the other ones. I don't know why. Maybe um, I should give it a go at some point. Maybe yeah, it, in a non-ranked game. Yeah. <laughs> but every wow. time Owen is playing it, Owen loves that hero. Like He's all oh, over okay. the place with it. Uh, even after the nerf. Oh, so you can't play it anyway, because when you queue together, he will just take it every time. Most Typical. likely. However, yeah. he doesn't like to play Dota too much with me lately. Uh, really? He likes to play, yeah, when we play ranked, we've been uh, on a very heavy losing streak lately. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so, Could be straining on the relationship, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I normally want to play a lot of Dota, and he just does not. He's like, oh, let's play other games. So he's playing Death Stranding or something. You know, oh, I see. Uh, so other topics of the patch. This was the most controversial. Uh, you talked about how you love the, the fighting, since that's basically outpost-related. We can attribute that to, and obviously yes. the changes to the heroes you mentioned and the new yeah. ones. What about the neutral items? Oh, they're Very so polarizing. Many. Yes. Yeah. So I think there's too many. 60, I, the it's 60 I, now, not 62. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I like least about them is, well, first of all, I play support mostly. And then at some point you're like, my cores are item slots. They're all full with neutral items. And then everything, you can, you can't... I don't know. I feel like you shouldn't waste anything, but then you can't carry all the items and they just soak up item slots that you kind of have to use, but you don't really want to because they're all, like, almost all of them are passive. They're obviously, you can eat the jelly and you can place the tree and that's all great. Um, and you can, I, did a, I like the clumsy net a lot, actually. I think that's a great item. Um, but the rest is all passives. You can't do anything with them, but still you have to have them in their in, in your inventory. Okay, you got later on you get like some more active ones as well with the illusion and the the horn. But then both of those are going to be taken by your co your core anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can't like I don't know. It just feels like a part of the game that is still an afterthought, but you have to think about it because you're getting so many of them. I think if they scale it back to two items per tier, it's already better. So when you're so you play support mainly, right? Yeah. So in these games, you're not really getting these items. It's just the core. Some of them I do. Some of them I do. I mean, you get the the essence ring sometimes. You know, that's nice. Because the way or that the I, the way that I look at it is, and I could be wrong. I think the reason they put this in is for mainly supports to feel more impactful. Because you have, like, let's say you're a support, even in the you know, if you go back five, six years, playing support yeah. was miserable, and it's gotten better over time, right? You're getting more items, you're getting yeah. more Yeah, oh, this is the best support patch ever. But you don't so, like that, that the items on... Like, I guess I, I can't... I'm trying to understand why you think... I'm not saying you're wrong, because no, my initial reaction was I didn't like, like the items. Well, the of the tier one items, a lot of them are stats increasing, mm -hmm. or movement speed increasing. And at that point, your cores still have slots. 
left. So the quarrels will take priority over supports at and that And you get point. the hand-me-downs after. <laughs> you get the hand-me-downs. But by the time you get the hand-me-downs, you will have gotten enough gold to have to replace something that you bought already. Be that a stick or be that, uh, you know, you got to put your wards back in your backpack all the time because uh, there's not, like, that's your item slot, but you also need your ward. I don't know. It's annoying. And then tier two is a lot right-click items. And as a support, you don't right-click that much, so they will go again to your cores, which means maybe you can get some tier 1 items again, but are they then really worth the upgraded... Or, sorry, are they then really worth the item slots that you have already filled with, I don't know, a bracer or something? Maybe the bracer is just a little bit better, but you can maybe sell the brace. I don't know. It just feels like, eh. It's just too much things that is not feeling like Dota. Right, because there's a lot of RNG, obviously. There's right? a lot That's... of RNG... Um, and there's, I mean, I, I, I understand them and I can enjoy them. And when I'm watching, I definitely enjoyed more than when I'm playing, but when I'm playing, they're just a little bit annoying. Have you have been in a with. 70 minute game yet? Not yet. Oh my God. I've been God. level 30 once, but then the throne exploded. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. Now the 70 yeah. items or the 70 minute items are pretty insane though. I think. Yes. I was saying my favorite by far is Fallen Sky, the Blink Meteor Hammer. Oh, yeah. It doesn't get canceled on taking hits. That's the most broken part about it, I think. Uh, is anyone kind of, I wouldn't say I'm triggered, but anybody get some OCD with all the items just in the fountain by the end of the game? Yes. Like just scattered items. They need to put something in there, right? To hold the Make items. a chest. Or make a chest you can put Make there. a chest or make it so that you can donate it to some kind of well that has an impact somewhere else because, you know, then you putting items in the fountain actually does something. And now it's just... It's just a waste. And it's, it's a mess. Ah, I don't like it. It's yeah. a mess. Yeah. Messing my inventory, messing the base. I don't like it. Okay. Uh, so, Shiver, last question before we go into the, the trivia section of this pod. What does the future of Dota look like to you? I know this is kind of a generic question, but I, I guess maybe skew it a little bit more in the marketing direction. Does Valve need to do more to ramp that up? I mean, by more, I mean literally anything. Or do you think it's fine as is well, and it's just going to continue to grow? <laughs> well, what we know is that since July, Valve has a Twitter account. That's right. Which, That's right. I don't know, I hope it bodes for some uh, nice PR moves or whatever. Hmm. Uh, I hope that the Dota future... I don't know, it feels weird, right? Because TI, the international itself, has always been the PR move. And it still is, but I wonder how long it can last because already this year it was uh, Fortnite that came with the big-ass price pool and they were almost, well, they were bigger than previous TI and we barely, you know, made it uh, a little bit bigger uh, per purse, uh, per player anyway. And I wonder how long TI can keep that up. But also knowing Valve, I don't think they're ever going to change that much. Like nothing drastically, which uh, makes me a little worried. Uh, I would be lying if I said I hadn't ever thought about, you know, future plans and trying to get backups and uh, thinking about what I'll do if and when Dota dies. And if there's maybe other games that I like, I'm, I'm like, I'm a mono gamer, though, so it's very tricky. Um, but I do like to watch some other games, so perhaps I could uh, check that out. But... Yeah, what happens in the future of Dota? I don't know. And especially with this patch, it goes a very different direction than the original Dota that I know. So 
I hope it goes the right way. Okay. But I I feel like if I do if I root for Dota at this moment and I say Dota will be fine for a hundred years, I'm gonna do the honey badgers, the wild honey badgers route, where I'm just gonna jinx it, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me let me just very quick spitfire here. Has the new patch? Does it have you optimistic or pessimistic about the future compared to what's before? Because you just said it's very different. Do you think this is good or bad? You don't have to like partially. Elaborate. Partially good. I think the hero changes are good. I think, like, I like the neutral items, but I think the root is bad. The, the outposts are the root. the The root that it's going in is bad. Okay. Uh, I think I think the outposts are are fun. I think they're leading a little bit tweaks. I think they are. It's too stupid to go every five minutes together with the bounty runes. Make it every ten minutes, and then a little bit more experience. It makes them more fightable over also i think the bounty rune positions are stupid but that's all like that's all micromanagement i think in terms of macro management of the game most of the changes were good neutral items goes a little bit in the direction that i don't like personally right. okay i think one of our ideas like was to, so to move two of the positive. bounty runes yeah overall positive other than the, the items are the biggest negative okay. right yes yeah okay because for new players that's not accessible at all like what's happening? There's items everywhere. How on yeah. earth are you gonna are you gonna learn 117 heroes or whatnot? And then or 113, I think we are at. And then you're also gonna learn all the normal items. And now all of a sudden there's 60 new items. Like 60. Like that is so many. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was so. my first immediate reaction was player experience. But yeah, uh, we'll see what happens in the future. Okay, so. Thank you for the interview, Schieffer. But we have a trivia thing yes. now. So, Ooh, yes. Are you Thank guys you for ready? The interview, but but you're not <laughs> done yet. Here comes the real. <laughs> okay. So, this is for a lot of points, guys. Remember, stakes are high here. Schieffer. Okay. Yes. Oh, I'm also getting a trivia. Yeah. It's it's we go we alternate here. So, oh. Schieffer, what was the last full Danish team Sindarin played with? Full Danish. Full Danish. When is it full Danish? I don't know. I just have to say, do you have to say the name or the year or what? Just the name, I guess. As we'll, much as you we'll can. I only know one. You see Danish how big of a fan you were after Wild Honey Badger Shiver? Uh, was it MTW in that case? <laughs> Negative. It was, was it, Mouse was Sports. It three, oh, I can, 2013 uh, that Mouse Sports. My, that would have been yeah. my third guess. All right, I so think this one's after, very after easy. After TI. After we'll TI, if, the roster got revamped. We'll see if Cinderin's a smart man or not. Okay. Cinderin, who hired Shiva for her first official casting gig? I'm not going to give you ABCD. I just want to see if you know this. Casting gig. Yeah. My first official casting gig. So specifically gig. casting. If you need a hint, I will give you the, the multiple choice, but I think it's too easy. Shiva gave me this one personally. Well, she did talk about earlier in the, po- in the podcast here, but I don't think she said anything specific about the she first did not. cast. Well, technically, she hired herself because she started uh, casting. It's not a trick question. Please continue. Okay. Well, you didn't. You just <laughs> didn't know the answer. <laughs> no, he instantly knew the um, answer. Yeah, I knew the answer. John Dota. All right, it's a person specific. Okay, I'm gonna give you the the oh. list. Okay. Okay. Is it A. Gods, B. L. D. C. Toby, D. Purge. Oh, well, if then I have to go with Toby because I said joint Dota. Incorrect. It was Gods. Okay, that was not yeah, as easy as I thought. That was my second guess. Wow. Ooh. That was my second guess. Wow, really? The yeah, second? Gods was Goodness. at that point the broadcast director of Gosu Gamers. After yeah. you gave, if I can be honest, after you gave me the multiple choice, I was thinking Gods, but I already said joint Dota. So <laughs> of I course you did. Right I yep, appreciate it. Thank I you. I appreciate that. Okay, All right, Shiver. 
What did Sundaran wrong, name though. his dog after? Is it A, an onion, B, a type of horse, C, a Dota hero, or D, Toby? Dota hero. It is, in fact, an onion. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes. Our, What's our the name of is, your dog? Our dog is called the Danish word for onion. It's called Loi. It? Oh. Loi. <laughs> Oh. Okay, oh, Shiva's reaction, like with, the, with like with the patch, Shiva's reaction is here mostly negative. I think. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's, it's really it's funny when we talk park. to people about it. So Susie did like um, oh, she God, she so did like a, a test or I don't know what you want to call it. She kind of just asked people what they thought, and the responses are very varying. Like a lot of people are like, "This is awful." And some people are like, oh, that's really, that's funny and quirky and, and cute, you know? So it does she look like an onion? In, in Danish, it's the color <laughs> of the dog. It's basically got this red coat with white fur as well underneath. That's the breed. So it's kind of like the layers of an onion, you know? So does when it you're make at a you dog cry? park and you call your dog, you're just <laughs> yelling, onion! <laughs> you would yell the Danish word for onion, which it sounds way cute. I would never call my dog onion. I've talked to Shannon about this. I would never call it onion because the English word isn't good. God, so good. The Danish one is a good name for a dog. The Dutch it's, name for onion is also better. Fogg <laughs> recently tried to pronounce it because he was ordering food and we passed the phone around for uh, like for the order. And he's like, what is ooey? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> it's two letters. It's the U and the I, but it's mm-hmm. au. Like that's the Dutch word au. for au. That's au. also a dog word. That sounds like a bark. Au. No. Au. <laughs> it's more like a seal if you're in that case. But yeah, yeah, true. All right, Sundaran's turn. Okay. How many times has Shiver needed to have one of her limbs in a cast? I don't even know the answer to this one. I think I've seen it once. Does can you just what? tell me first of all? Have you had it in a cast while you've been in Dota? I can't. No, that would be ruining the answer. Okay. Well, How I'll many say answer one. Is, the answer is zero. Right? Zero. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. Said, one. I said one. Yeah, all right. I'll say I'll say three. I have no idea. It is two. Once two. Uh, mm. I broke my leg. I talked about this in the interview because that's when yeah. I played uh, SimCity 2000. Uh, oh, and once I fell backwards of a rabbit cage and I chipped a bit of my elbow, mm. which means I couldn't say that it's broken, but I did have to have another again in summer. Jeez, uh, another time uh, my whole arm in cast. I don't know wow. why, but when you said that question, Shannon, I, just, I was just like, I feel like I remember seeing Shiver having had a band around her arm or something at one event. But I, I'm clearly wrong here. So Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever had that. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Shiver, yes. according, <laughs> according to Liquipedia, how many teams has Sindarin been a part of? Some, to his credit, are just name changes. Uh, do the name changes count or not? Yes, they count. I would say 14. Wow, 15. That was really oh, good. So close. Holy so shit, close. you didn't even give her choices. That's crazy wow. close. That's and just for reference, point, honestly. and I'm sure he's set a world record, Demon has been on 23. Just oh, in yeah. Wow. Uh, Cinderin, uh, no, I, looked it, I looked it up, I think, <laughs> over TI. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, just to make fun of him or something during a panel yeah. segment? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was looking for, I was researching information for all the panelists. <laughs> Uh, Cinderin, what was Shiver's first job ever? I'm going to give you a multiple choice here. Okay, This okay. is another one I do not know the answer to. Was it A, stocking shelves at a supermarket, B, delivering newspapers, C, working at a fast food restaurant, 
or D, working at a call center? A, stocking shelves at a supermarket. I'm going to say B, delivering newspapers. What do you got, Shane? It is C, working ah, at McDonald's. We're really? never right, Shannon. We just I worked at McDonald's right. for like two years. I almost spoiled it when you guys were asking me because I worked there for so long. And I worked there, like, even during my student student time, every Sunday, I was still at my parents' house because that's where the, my, my work was. I was a, cool. I was a McDrive person. <laughs> a oh. McDrive, is that what they call them? <laughs> well, I was doing the first window. I was taking the orders and doing the payments, and I was the fastest in the land. Mm, I see. Uh, well, the fastest of, the, of our McDonald's, anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, so let, that's enough. let us wrap up this episode with uh, favorite movies. Shiver, do you have one? Um... Anything come to no. mind immediately? Really? No. What I about in Bruce Shiver? I mean, I liked it, but I'm not a big fan of the dark. Oh, comedy she watched ones. it. Wow. Of course, I watch. A, I, I used to watch so many movies. And um, Bruges was rated very highly, so I figured, oh, I gotta watch it. But it's not my right. style of movie. Um, yeah, it's rated really highly, and I figured I probably shouldn't watch it. <laughs> so yeah, I know. I mean, I know. it was very interesting if you like that style of movie, and I think that's very. It's very good if you like. I'll that watch it one day, right. Shannon. I promise. But the running gag is too good now. Okay. Yeah, um, just keep you. People are raving about it. That's all yeah, I, I My it. most. I can tell you my most recently watched movie. How about that? Did, you're just like Cinderin, but go ahead, please. Okay. I watched The Invitation. <laughs> Which one's that? Okay, it's was it good uh, or bad? It was a horror, I think. Oh, no, a thriller. Uh, I think they called it a thriller. The Invitation. I think it was kind of good, but I mostly watched it because um, it, Owen chose it. And Owen likes those style of movies. And uh, yeah, it was The Invitation. I don't think it's I've not seen bad. that. Okay. Well, I Don't guess that, uh, yeah, I, I was going to spoil everything for everyone, but not going to happen. <laughs> Sundaran's no, favorite movie it, is in Bruges. Uh, he just doesn't okay. know it yet. Interesting. I haven't watched it, but it might be my favorite it, movie. It will be. You never know. So, Shiver, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Uh, is, what are you working on in the next few months? Anything you want to talk about before we um, head out? I am uh, going to Singapore. I'm looking very much forward to it. I'm going sa- coming Saturday. And it's a six-day event, which is very long, but I'm hoping I also get some free time because Singapore is pretty great. Been there two times before, I think, two or three times. And it's such a it's such a great city and country that I hope that I get to uh, explore a little bit more and mostly eat some of the food there because some of the food... Did you know that Singapore is one of the only places, actually is the only city in the world that has Michelin star food uh on the uh, street food oh like I have they have street that food before. that has gotten michelin stars it's i don't because, michelin like, this, what is that Mich- i have no idea what michelin, michelin stars star. michelin, okay. stars. michelin? Like, michelin stars you know the brand of tires right the michelin brand? michelin yeah yeah they supposedly the stars yeah supposedly the owner of that company originally was very i think okay i could be wrong here this could be a myth but i think the owner of that company was very much into food and wanted to start making a rating system for restaurants across the world. And it's one of the most prestigious awards you can get is for your restaurant Am- to get a star from the Michelin yeah, right. Guide. And you can Am get I one to for three. And three them? is the absolutely highest honor you can get in culinary yeah. ratings. Basically. Is this global? Is it America yes, too? It's global. global. It is global. It, so yes. I'm dumb for not knowing this is what you're saying. A little bit, yes. Wow. You eat a lot of but fast if you're food. Not, you don't go out to Michelin star restaurants. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're not a foodie, and it's mostly it's fine dining stuff. Yeah, it's fine dining. But on, apart from uh, apart from when you're going to Singapore, because that's basically there's people there that have this one recipe. They make this one dish, and they've been making this one dish for like years and not just years actually decades and their parents made it before them and maybe their parents made it for before them so this one recipe has been perfected perfected enough to get a michelin star which is super impressive cool. for uh yeah. for street food awesome. so i'm hoping i get to try some of that yeah i think that's so, one uh, thing yeah. as, as a talent you rarely get to actually just explore when you're working mm. you travel you're like yeah. you talk to people that aren't aware of what you do like oh you get to travel ever i'm like yeah you see the hotel i see the hotel you know. I mean, the hotel is nice. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't get to see much culture. So, okay. True. Well, that wraps up this episode of We Say Things. Thank you, Shiver. That was amazing. Thank, Thank you, you for Shiver. Coming on. Thank you Send guys for having me on. Thank you for being the dead weight as usual on this podcast. Thank you, Shannon. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh, I was there. <laughs> yeah, you were there. Uh, you were there. Thanks again, everybody, for watching, for listening. Until next time, Suns fan, Sindarin, and Shiver signing out. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening.